All right, folks, welcome back into another edition of the High School Huddle, your one-stop shop for everything and all things Section 5 Sports. I'm AJ Fellman. He's Carl Jones. And, well, we can't uh, – let's just get right to the point. It's hot outside, Carl. Beautiful. I just got back from San Diego. Beautiful 60s, all that good jazz. Touch down in the airport. Usually you come from warm weather to cold. You're like, oh, I got to put a hoodie on when I touch down in the airport. Uh-oh. Man, it felt better here than it did back in California. I, I don't know what deal, you know, the northeastern part of the United States has made with Mother Nature, but I need that to continue, all right? Because, I, I mean, I'm, it's shorts weather, T-shirts, all that good jazz, man. I, I'm loving it. I don't know about you. No, we got 81 degrees right now here in Rochester, which – doesn't seem real for April, especially with how, um, you know, kind of cruddy the rest of the spring has been in terms of just miserable and dreary. Uh, you know, we escaped the winter, but, you know, it's, it's a great time for spring sports. You know, it, it feels like baseball weather. It feels like softball weather. We might be getting out there a couple of games uh, these next couple of days here. But, uh, yeah, it is nice. Come back from uh, San Diego. How was your trip, Carl? Educate the right. people. It was good, man. I haven't been uh, that far west. Furthest I've ever been before that was Vegas. But San Diego was great. Good scenery, um, good food, obviously. Got to go down there and get the good food when you when you uh, down there. It was great. Uh, the weather was 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 good. I, that's, I think that's the thing I appreciate the most. The weather was consistent. I never had to look at the app. I knew it was going to be 65 and sunny every single day. So it was good. A good little getaway for five days. I mean, I don't know how much of a getaway considering I get back and the weather's better here, but nonetheless, it was a good time. And I, and I definitely advocate for anybody to go try out San Diego. It's definitely smooth. I appreciate it a ton. Yeah, I have. Uh, I went down there for a couple of days, played Torrey Pines. Great weather, of course. Uh, you know, it's, it's the standard there. So Carl's back from his little spring break trip. All of our teams are back from their spring break trips. Uh, we've got some teams playing some Section 5 competition. The spring sports season is really kicking it into gear. We got some teams that are uh, really starting to make some headlines early on. So uh, let's get right back to our traditional segments as our you know, season has developed a little bit. So Carl, we'll start off with you, of course, with our uh, your team of the week for this week. Speaking of teams coming back from spring break, let's start with the Fairport Red Raiders, the baseball squad. They're currently 3-0 on the year. Uh, nice little trip down to Myrtle Beach. That's an also a fun vacation spot for those who want to go there one day. Um, went 2-0 uh, down there, starting with my, middle, my man Will Stanick. A little complete game, one hitter down there. That's always good. And then the game before that, to start off the year, Antonio Jorge also pitched and went the, uh, went the distance, 6Ks. So clearly they got a couple horses in the pen to, um, to go the distance if need be. And then they come back to Section 5 and play a thriller of a game against Schrader, takes them down 10-9. And as we all know, Schrader um, is, is always going to have a solid baseball team at, at the worst. Um, my man Scott Thompson walked things off with a sack fly and extras. So they went down to Myrtle Beach, you know, a little bit of a pitching uh, duel. The, the pitcher's getting it done. And they get back to Section 5. The bats wake up a little bit, play a bit of a thriller. Uh, my man Stanek also went two for five in that game against Schrader where they won 10 to nine. Fairport is early on. It's hard for, especially in baseball, where these teams went away for a while and um, haven't really played a ton of games. But Fairport, they caught my attention when you go go to distance twice and then also walk things off from your first game back in Rochester. They lost in the semis last year. So is this the year where they can, you know, make, go an, a round further and maybe even raise one of those bricks? Who knows? Class AA is always difficult here uh, in, in, in the 5A5. But nonetheless, Fairport, you got my attention. You are my team of the week. 
Yeah, and like you mentioned, losing in the semis last year, that was a team that really uh, surprised us a little bit, at least with that quarterfinal game. You know, they they beat the top seed Hilton 2-1, to one, a, a great game, a pitcher's duel, as you mentioned. Only lost by a run to a really good victor squad. And and Fairport's going to get tested uh, in these next couple of days coming up here. They've got uh, Schrader tomorrow. They've got uh, Liverpool out of the Syracuse area on Saturday. And then they come right back at it with a doubleheader um, against victor on the 17th and the 19th so all those games are going to be played until the next time we record this podcast so those four games if you can go three and one who knows maybe four and oh on that stretch that's going to tell you a lot about fairport which has the potential to be one of these teams that really competes with you know mcquay definitely uh still is the favorite here in class double a a team that can maybe compete uh against fairport to you know win a title here and i know that i'm happy about this good weather i know they're happy they get back from myrtle beach Oh, we got to go back to the rock where it's going to be 40 degrees. No, they got a nice little weekend for this good stretch of games to go prove themselves. Mother Nature, Mother Nature took care of them for this couple of next uh, few day stretch. Speaking of the good weather, I was out yesterday um, to watch a great game that featured my team of the week coming out on top. The Rush Henrietta girls lacrosse team, my team of the week, taking down Victor. This is a game that we highlighted last week as one of our games of the week. It lived up to the hype. Rush Henrietta won 10 to 9. Literally a buzzer beater. I did not really know that buzzer beaters were possible in lacrosse. I, I mean, I th- actually think, you know, RIT came close to it uh, in their national championship game, not last year, but two years before. But we had a buzzer beater in Section 5 girls lacrosse. Avery Roberts getting it done. Four goals, the last, as time expires, literally, you know, um, for, for those who don't know, in, in lacrosse, the ball does have to cross the goal. I sound like basketball where you can just, you know, whip it down and hope it goes in. That ball probably might not even have been at the back of the net when the horn sound. It was in between that line and the back of the net. Uh, she had a free position shot with two seconds to go. Took a couple steps in and ripped it home for her fourth goal of the game. And that was a really big victory for Rush Henrietta. A, you know, just taking down a really talented victor squad, of course, last year's um, defending class B champs, both in the section and in the state. They did lose uh, a, a handful of firepower, as we mentioned last year, but they still got a really good team. And in fact, um, in section five play, other than Canadagua, big caveat, other than Canadagua, Victor had beaten their last 27 section five opponents outside of Canadagua. So Victor doesn't lose very often. They lost last, uh, last afternoon. It was a really great game. Uh, Victor pulled up by two goals, seven to five. Rush Henrietta stormed back to take a nine to seven lead. Then Victor tied it up. Rush Henrietta getting the win. As I mentioned, Avery Roberts with four goals. Lena Cox and Kate DeWald each with two goals. And I do want to highlight uh, maybe our next stud out of Victor, Ali Fasano, an eighth grader, led her team with four goals on the afternoon. So Sorry, uh, Section 5, there's uh, there's some more crops coming up uh, through the farm, and, and she's going to be good for a long time. Ooh, I know they're not too happy to hear about that one, uh, especially in the loss. But that Russian Rieta, we talked about last week, you alluded to, where they lost some talent off of last year's team, but they were turning the bulk of, like, you know, the, the heavy hitters who can make some noise. I mean, who's better than a girl who's going to North Carolina next year? So, I, I mean, Amy Roberts, you know, a little bit of that Carolina. I'm, I'm drawing like some cross sport parallels here, but Michael Jordan, Carolina. Clutch, well, she's really good Rock. at beating Blue Devils. That's a good thing when she's going to North Carolina. She's really good at beating the Blue Devils. Bingo. So clearly 
she's already, you know, the the, the LOI letter of intent, signed, still delivered. She's making it look good in that regard. Like you said, Lena Cox also phenomenal on last year's team and getting picking up where they left off last year. This RA squad, I, I know they finally got over the hump last year, I believe. I, I yep. Know, I'm, 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 yep, they, so they won teams. it all after losing, like, by a goal for the last three years beforehand. It's so many teams where, like, oh, did they get over the hump? Did they finally get over the hump? But RH was one of those teams that did finally climb the mountaintop. Is this another year when you take down a Victor team who, you know, has dominated Section 5 for who knows how many years at this point with all the studs that they have from since to, to the collegiate level? But I was excited when I saw that uh, – Saw the clip that you posted on Twitter and then watched the newscast. RH, they defended the home, the home grass in their case and looking good in the process. Yeah, and this was not a one-time thing for RH. They uh, opened up the season with a 6-4 win against Pittsburgh, which uh, always has the potential to be a sectional championship game in Class A. They also beat a good West Jenny team. So it's uh, so a good start for them. And I do just want to talk about real quickly, I tweeted about this um, the fans at this Rush Henrietta Victor game. And I will be a little more specific on the podcast. These are your perks for if you listen to the podcast. Victor, we, we got to calm down a little bit out, out of the parents section. We got to calm down a little bit. You can't be saying let them play on one end of the court out of the of the field. And on the other end of the court, you can't be saying, oh, they're going to hurt them. They're taking their, their arms off or things like that. Let's Let's calm it down just a little bit because especially – in a late game situation when the referees had to make the decision whether or not that goal was going to count or not, it was the correct call. We watched it back. It was the correct call. This was a goal. But if I'm these referees, do I want to say no goal, help out the Victor fans and have to deal with that for another five minutes in overtime? I do not. So I'm just saying, you know, Rush I mean, had a little bit of chirping, but, but let, let's take it down just half a notch, Victor. Watch those promos just a little bit more especially in those outdoor events where like everyone can hear it's one thing where it's like hockey or hoops where you know or even football where like there's a lot of people there you know so you can't really hear all the chirping like the, maybe the people who are like next to them but like at a lacrosse venue it's all wide and everyone can hear everything people on the other side of the field can hear everything that you're saying so i, I hear you aj just turn out just a little bit the, re the refs got feelings too they they're human too they they see and hear all that i hear you yeah, you want them to get better? How about you don't make them quit after one year? So uh, just just getting off my soapbox a little bit. It's a problem. We uh, we call it out when we see it. Uh, back to the show at hand. Carl, you're under the radar team as we uh, we hit the meat of the Section 5 season. So the Pinyang girls lacrosse team, we talk about the boys, and not just we, everyone does, how great they are, right? Obviously, they're a dynastic program, but the girls – off to a 4-0 start this year. And for some context on this program, they won the first ever Class C championship all the way back in 2006. They've been to seven championship games since then and have not been able to climb the mountaintop yet. I know they're looking across the hall at the boys and like, darn, can we just go over there and get a couple ourselves? But what shine a light on this team a little bit is how young they are. If you look at their statistics and how many players and who's recorded a stat on this team, only one senior has recorded a stat on this team. Four ninth graders and then two eighth graders. And then you have a, a bunch of, you know, whether that's juniors or sophomores, there are a bunch of underclassmen who are carrying this team. So not necessarily just for this season. How about for the years to come for this, for this Mustangs team, starting off with Bailey Cooper, the freshman leading section five. You know how I look when I see my, my leaderboard every single Thursday for section five best, who's at the top of the section five goal scored. Well, right now, as of April 13th, Bailey Cooper, just a freshman with 22 goals. Uh, tough, tough. And then 
As a sophomore, Corinne Barden, excuse me, is six in section five and assists with nine on the year. Young squad, man. I mean, regardless if they go all the way this year, they're, they're stacked. And, you know, the, the barn is stacked for a couple of years for this for this PN team to finally get over the hump and maybe even go a little further in terms of re regionals or even down to uh, states if they can make it that far. But nonetheless, they do have an 11-8 win over a Section 5 team this year, this year, excuse me, in Marcus Whitman. Played a lot of teams out of the area in terms of Ithaca, Horseheads, and also Southern Hills. They'll have their, their work cut out for them in the upcoming uh, games. They have Hamburg out of the Buffalo area and also Geneva back home here. Opinion. They're looking at the boys that got motivated themselves, especially with the young stars they have. I got my eyes on y'all. I'm definitely looking to see what y'all schedule and, and the results of y'all games are from the, from the time being. Yeah, suffered a, a tough loss to Aquinas in uh, the sectional semifinals last year. Lost uh, 12 to 11. And, you know, I can't say too much about, you know, their their wins earlier this season, but I do know there's a lot of good lacrosse talent that comes out of the Ithaca area and the Horseheads area. So uh, I have a feeling those are some pretty good wins. Uh, like you mentioned, we're going to see what they do against some uh, some more Section 5 opponents as we start to to build those up on those schedules. But those are some good wins for Penyan. And like you mentioned, man, that is a young squad. I know they got to be excited about what they're building uh, for the future there. My under-the-radar team going into the city – for boys lacrosse, not often we say that. Uh, the East Eastridge team, it's both of those schools combined, so technically Eastridge isn't a city school. But off to a 3-1 and one start for this season. Getting it done in close games, 9-8 to eight over Gananda, 7-6 to six over Gates Chilai, 5-4 to four over Brockport. Now, granted, of course, the caveat, those teams that they have beaten aren't exactly a murder's row of Section 5 sports. But still, this is a an East Eastridge team that is off to a 3-1 and one start a team that does not usually rack up wins in the win column. Last year, for example, they were swept by Gates Chilai, so they already uh, are doing better against the Spartans to this season. Uh, highlighting some of their top goal scorers on the year, Ryan LaRose with eight goals so far this season. Jaden Mayorana, Mayorani, five goals, just an eighth grader. So a good sign to get some uh, some nice young talent there. And then another play with five goals, Nkodia Ndala. I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly with five goals on the season and, and Ronald Dietz getting it done in that uh, for the East East Ridge squad there, a seven and uh, a 74% save percentage on the season. So a great start for East East Ridge. Not only are they getting it done in these close games, you know, it builds some confidence of the season, you know, gets, it gets you fired up for the rest of your schedule. They did take a, a tough loss to a really good HFL squad, but uh, can't expect too much uh, against a really good team like that. But they went 4-13 and 13 last year. They've almost matched their win totals uh, from last season. So a really strong start for uh, East Eastridge there. Yeah, and I'm looking at the four-year uh, running. It doesn't go back to 2020. But in 2021, you alluded to their record last year, 2-12. and 12. So they already surpassed that record. I mean, they continue to get better. I know they scored 48 goals in that 2021 year and then 109 last year. And I imagine they'll surpass that. They flowers. I'm giving them they flowers for continuing to get better. They, I, I love to see that, especially you guys gave me the little history background on how the lacrosse has worked here in the region and how one side of the river was dominated and kind of like, you know, first on, on that side and the other side is still working to, you know, catch up in that regard. So it's cool to see, forget the rivers, just the, the city part of the of the city getting it done. That's exciting to see. I had no idea about that. Shout out to, to East, East Ridge for sure. 
Yeah, and uh, some good things happening with RCSD in terms of lacrosse. Uh, the girls team, there's a, a girls RCSD team forming for the first time. It's kind of a combined program. Uh, I believe they're just at the JV level so far. So things are brewing up. You know, we're, we're you know we're, we're trying to you know lacrosse. You know, as as Carl is learning, uh, you know, new to the lacrosse area. Really fun sport to watch. Uh, really fun sport to play. So uh, good to see that we're getting some more people involved uh, in the lacrosse game. Uh, uh, Section five is known for here. And then finally, we got some great games coming up uh, in the next couple of uh, days, a uh, week or so. Carl, your game of the week that you're looking on your eyes for. Livonia Avon at home versus Rush Henrietta next Thursday, 420. I'm excited for this one because, one, AJ gave you guys a little tease into, like, the storyline with this Livonia Avon team. Really good team, 3-0 this year. Two sets of brothers, the McErnie brothers and then the Ronfola brothers. Off to a great start, obviously, of course. Like, how could you not? Like, you got two sets of brothers. Of course, they're going to be good, right? And then up in, they're going to be hosting a Class A team in Russian Rietta, led by Mikey Valent and then Jet Richardson. Obviously, these two teams will not meet in the sectional finals or playoffs or anything of that sort. But just how good is this Livonia Avon team? I think this is a good measuring stick. They're not taking on, like, Victor, who has 75 Division One kids, but they're playing a, a, a pretty good team up in Class A and, and RH. It's a good measuring stick. Obviously, they believe they're one of the best teams in Class D, but can you hold a candle to some of the other teams up in Class B and A? I would love to see this. I'm sure the kids are very excited about that one. They definitely have that one quadruple circled on the calendar. I would love to see the results of that one. I'm very excited next Thursday at Livonia Avon for those who want to attend. Yeah, just want to uh, clarify there, uh, Livonia Avon in Class C this year, uh, moving out of, of the Penyan region. But And this Rush Henrietta team, I have seen them uh, so far this season. Uh, saw them take a tough loss to McQuaid. They got some players out there. Like you mentioned, Mikey Valenta, a really strong player, good shot, can, um, you know, really aggressive with the ball. So that'll be a really nice test for both of those teams um, as we, you know, because Class A, it's always wide open. I think this year is going to be the same way. Pittsburgh's looked really good as well, but who knows what Rush Henrietta can do uh, come playoff time. I'm going over to the softball diamond for my game of the week for a little uh, rivalry matchup between the two Webster schools. Uh, Thomas taking on Schrader. Both teams undefeated so far in Section 5 play on this season. Uh, Thomas 2-0 with wins over Victor, a 6-3 win over Victor, and then a 14-0 blowout victory over Spencerport. And then Schrader, uh, who might be in a different class. So when you look at the score of this thing, this game is uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon. When you look at the score, you might be like, AJ, why'd you pick that? Well, well guess what? It might be just really tough to match up against uh, Schrader this year. Schrader's beaten uh, Victor 16-4, to Penfield 11-1. to uh, That game happened last, uh, last evening. And then just want to highlight one player. We could highlight probably the entire team. Liana Devalder so far for the Schrader Warriors. Against Victor, or excuse me, against uh, Penfield, 13 strikeouts, three for three at the plate, two RBIs. And then against Victor, it was 10 strikeouts. It was three for three at the plate. It was five RBIs with a single, a triple, and a home run. So probably would have gotten a cycle if they would have just given her one at bat, but uh, they mercy ruled him by then. So Leanna Devalder. Looking to be uh, the next of many studs. They have many studs in that team right now, but uh, right now the top dog for the Trader Warriors. I, I mean, I know last week, like, uh-oh, without Procolo, without Crystal Komet, how good is this? I mean, we know they have some girls in the pipeline. What's the ceiling? 
It's early, but I think I think we got our questions answered on just like who they got in the stable and, and how good this Warrior team can be. I'm excited about that one. Rivalry games are always fun. Who knows? You know, juices get to flowing, animosity. I love it. But like you said, it, it, it's, it's levels to this, and they they might just be on a different level. They just might they might be in that class. The Valder, just a sophomore. Sophomore doing this done. So, uh, so once once again, we want to apologize for Section Five for uh, who some of these players got coming up. He definitely wasn't pitching last year. We went to a lot of their games, and it was like the Mo- Molly Bracolo and like a couple other ladies like helping. So this is like her first first year on varsity, probably. Actually, I yeah, I, really I like believe she's coming up from uh, the JV squad that went perfect last year as well. Yeah, so. Well, sorry, Section Five. <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's something to watch for. We'll see if we can get out to some of these games uh, next week. Either way, we got a great slate of games. You can catch them on RochesterFirstSection5.com. If you like high school sports, this next week uh, might be a good one for you because after that, we got the NFL draft coming up. After that, we got this thing called the PGA Championship that we will uh, be banging our heads against the wall covering for the next uh, month here. So Section 5 sports, we're going to hit them hard in the next week. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. High School Huddle Podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, RochesterFirst.com, and YouTube. And once again, if there's a podcast service that we're not on, yell at me because I can probably hook that up, but I am just haven't gotten to it yet. Any last words, Carl, before we hit the road here? Nah, let's just know that when I get back to the station right now, our meteorologist's name is Eric Snydel. I'm going to tell him a big thank you. And if y'all want to get in on it, make sure y'all DM me, Twitter, DM me, Facebook, whatever that. I'll be, be sure to relay the message on how appreciative y'all are of the weather. I'll let him know. I think we're all appreciative right now. I'm probably getting out to the golf course tomorrow morning. So good times here in the 585. It is now time to break the huddle. We will see you again next week. We will have a show. Draft isn't for another two weeks. So we will have a show next week. For Carl Jones, I am AJ Feldman. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time.